Words that end in phobia talk about things we are afraid of. For example, hydrophobia is being afraid of water. But what do you think about turophobia? If you stick around to the end of this episode, I'll tell you what it means. You will never guess this one. Welcome to the Level Up English podcast, the best place to come to practice the English language, learn about the British accent and culture. With me, your host, Michael Lavers. Hello, English learners. Welcome back to episode four. If you are looking for somewhere to improve your English, to learn about grammar and expressions and general English tips and advice, you have come to the right place. My name is Michael and I am an online English teacher. Today, we're going to be looking at a question that was asked by Mohammed on Facebook. So if you want to leave me a question, you can go to my Facebook page, English with Michael, or my website or my Instagram, wherever you want. And I will answer your questions in a future podcast. So, Mohammed asks, why are there some letters in English that we don't pronounce? And he gave some good examples. He said, no. We don't say kano. We say no. Listen. Not listen. Listen. Neighbor. There's a silent G there. Neighbor. And also he said often, but you'll notice that I do pronounce often. The silent T in often is optional. So some people pronounce it often, some people pronounce often. So you can say whichever you want. So after some explanation, we'll come back to those four words at the end and we'll have a look at why there are silent letters in there and how you know if there are silent letters, because that's very difficult. So I really love history and I love language as well. And the English language is full of history. So it's really the perfect language for me. So the words in English are signs of past wars, past invasions. It's really fascinating when you look at the origin of certain words. For example, It's estimated that about 29% of English is French. So 29% of English words came originally from the French language. And I think the main reason for this, as far as I know, is in 1066, the year 1066, England was invaded by France. French became the official language of England for about 600 years, I think. So that means the king and the royal family and all of the people that were uh, rulers, they all spoke French. So it doesn't mean that all the regular people necessarily spoke French. But I guess in those days, if the leaders and the king spoke French, then everyone else wanted to learn it as well, because that would separate them from the the common people, I suppose. So many French words came to English along with that invasion. 
and possibly including my surname. I think that my name Lavers that came with the French invasion too. So many French words in English are abstract ideas.、Uh, many of them are f- for food as well, and also the military. Loads of different categories. So for food, we've got beef, pork, pastry, salad. All of these words came from French originally, although I'm sure the sound has changed a lot. More words we've got: portrait, capitalism, and camouflage. Camouflage has an interesting pronunciation because often in many English words we pronounce G's as quite strong, like G or J. But when it's a French word, the G is often soft, more like a j, so camouflage. So that's a very common sound in French. About twenty-six percent of the English language comes from Germanic languages, and these are languages such as Old English, Old Norse, which came from Scandinavia, which is like Norway and Sweden. And Dutch as well. So this is another interesting area because Old Norse words are often concrete nouns, are things that we can see and touch, and they often have hard consonants. So that would be sounds like k, d, or g, very hard, hard sounds. So some examples would be dirt, gun, club. They're very hard sounds. Often they are monosyllabic, which means it's just one syllable, one sound. Words that begin with silent k's usually come from Old Norse as well. And this is interesting. This is a very common question: Why do we not pronounce the k anymore? And actually, the k used to be pronounced. So in words like knife, we used to say knife. I wonder if you can hear that loud dog outside. I hope it's not too loud for the podcast. Or words like no, we used to say kno, or something similar to that. Anyway, but over time the pronunciation changed. It just became easier to not say the k sound, but the spelling remained the same. So usually, spoken language changes faster than written language. Which is why the spellings of words can often suggest that something changed in the past. It shows the history of that word. Another example from Old English is the e at the end of words used to be pronounced. So, for example, perhaps the word bite. Yeah, there's a difference between the word bit and the word bite because the e on the end changes the vowel into a long vowel. So i to i, but apparently in Old English, it used to be pronounced something like bitter, bitter. I'm only guessing, but it was two syllables. There was a different sound. But again, over time, that changed, and now we just say bite. Six percent of the English language is Greek. Now Greek is a very old language, and apparently the first Language to use an alphabet with vowels and consonants. One example of a sound from Greek is 
most words that begin with ph like philosophy philosophy it sounds more like an f sound another example is phobia so a phobia is something that you are scared of so we don't say phobia we say phobia so is there anything that you are scared of maybe do some research and see if there is a name for that fear ending in phobia if so let me know what it is i'll be interested to learn a new word another reason why there are many weird spellings in english is because english loves to borrow words from other languages rather than creating our own word which can be a bit confusing or difficult we'll just steal it from another language and it's really easy to borrow a new word in english unlike other languages you know perhaps chinese is harder i'm not sure so here are three examples we've got tsunami from japanese karate and caravan caravan i think is from arabic i believe so for example we changed the pronunciation to make it a little bit more like english a bit easier to say so we don't say karate we say karate but the spellings often don't change with the pronunciation so that can look a bit strange sometimes okay so to finish this explanation let's go back to the examples that mohammed gave me at the beginning of the podcast so firstly he gave me the word no now no comes from old english this word and just like i said before the k has stopped being pronounced over time probably just because it's easier to say no kno is a little bit hard to say then we had the word listen listen also comes from germanic languages the t after an s is quite difficult to pronounce listen so that's probably why it stopped often came from middle english and again as i said before it can be pronounced often or often so choose whichever is easier for you perhaps now neighbor neighbor is an interesting one i didn't know this one i had to research neighbor apparently comes from old english that's an interesting history so nay comes from the word near near meaning close to you and the g i believe used to be pronounced so the second part of the word is now b but it used to be something like geber or jeber i'm not i'm reading it here but i'm not sure how to pronounce it so it's spelled g e b u r and that old word means a farmer inhabitant something like that so literally it means a person that is living near you neighbor that's very interesting okay so now i've got a brand new section of the podcast i want to introduce today so in this section perhaps we can call it english in the media so each week we will be looking at a dialogue or some kind of audio from a tv show a movie anything like that and i will play it for you just a few seconds and we will learn the expressions from that clip so hopefully it will be a fun way to learn some language and 
maybe it will help you understand the TV series that you're watching a bit better. So for this week, you can probably guess I want to do a clip from Game of Thrones because most people have seen Game of Thrones. I held off for a long time. I didn't want to see it, but eventually I gave in and I watched it and it is quite good. So the audio you are about to hear is from season eight. That's the brand new season, episode one. I have made sure there are no big spoilers in this audio. So if you haven't seen it yet, don't worry too much. It's not going to spoil any of the story in a major way. So listen carefully to the audio. And after it's finished playing, we will have a look at free expressions in this audio. A lot of the English in Game of Thrones is actually in the British accent. So that's good if you're interested in British. But also keep in mind that it's quite formal. You're talking to kings and queens and very royal, high up people. So the language they use is often quite formal. So sometimes you can't copy it directly, but there are still some great phrases we can learn. So let's have a look. The Lady of Winterfell has a nice ring to it. So does Hand of the Queen. Depending on the Queen, I suppose. Last time we spoke was at Joffrey's wedding. Miserable affair. It had its moments. Apologies for leaving like that. Yes, it was a bit hard to explain why my wife fled moments after the King's murder. We both survived. Many underestimated you. Most of them are dead now. I'm sure you weren't thrilled to hear the Lannister armies marching north. You have every right to be fearful of my sister. Okay, how did you find that? Was it easy to understand? Was it very difficult? Let me know. There are three expressions I want to look at. The very first line Tyrion said, Lady of Winterfell has a nice ring to it. So this is a common expression. If something has a nice ring to it, we're not talking about the ring you wear on your finger. We're talking about the ringing of a sound. So what he means when he says this is it sounds nice. It's pleasing to the ear. So this is commonly used when someone gives you a title. So if I said to you, do you want to be the leader of the group? Maybe you can think to yourself, hmm, leader, me, that has a nice ring to it. It sounds good. I like to hear that. So then they spoke about Joffrey's wedding in an earlier season. Tyrion describes it as being miserable. Sansa replies with, it had its moments. It had its moments. This might be a hard one to guess the meaning of because she's not describing what the moments are or how they were. But it really just means there were some moments of the event that were exciting, interesting or noteworthy. So here's a maybe an everyday example of when you can use this expression. So one person says, oh, the party last night was so boring. The second person would reply, 
I don't know. It had its moments. Some parts were fun. So see if you can think of an event that many people didn't enjoy, but you think it had its moments. The final expression, or perhaps word, is something that Tyrion said. He said, I'm sure you weren't thrilled to hear the Lannister armies are marching north. Now we can look at this word thrilled, because this is a very common one. You may have heard it already, but to be thrilled is to be really happy about something. So that's T-H-R-I-L-L-E-D. If you're really happy. So if you are guessing that someone isn't happy to hear something, this is a good expression to use. I'm sure you weren't thrilled to hear blank. For example, I'm sure you weren't thrilled to hear that it's raining today. That's such a shame. We wanted to go to the beach. So think about something that you were thrilled or perhaps not so thrilled to hear recently. Okay, so I hope you found that new section useful. Let's call it English in the Media. I might change the name in the future. And of course, if you have any requests on TV series that you'd like me to use in a future podcast, let me know. And all of the expressions and meanings will be on the podcast page in the show notes. So you can go over there and have a look for the full transcript and all that stuff. So thank you very much for coming back for episode four of the English with Michael podcast. Your support is really, really appreciated. And I'm very grateful for that. Have a great week and I will see you next Wednesday for episode five. You have been listening to the Level Up English podcast. If you would like to leave a question to be answered on a future episode, then please go to levelupenglish.school forward slash podcast. That's levelupenglish.school slash podcast. And I'll answer your question on a future episode. Thanks for listening. At the beginning of the show, I asked if you could guess the meaning of the word churophobia, fear of something. Churophobia is actually the fear of cheese. Who would have guessed, right? Fear of cheese. Can you imagine someone being afraid of cheese?